It's time for the Fantasy Points Podcast, brought to you by FantasyPoints.com. Top-level fantasy football and NFL betting analysis from every perspective and angle, from numbers to the film room, with a single goal to help you score more fantasy points. What is up? Welcome to the Week 18 edition of Hanson's Hints here at FantasyPoints.com. I'm John Hanson, ready for the finale, recording the podcast, by the way, much later than normal. Obviously, a lot of weird situations for the finale, a lot of playing time issues, and not a lot of props, by the way, but I've been carefully sifting through those, so... Uh, I thought for one last hurrah, although I'm going to be doing uh, a weekly podcast for the playoffs here. I'm going to try to continue this all year long, if for not for like 20 minutes a, a week in the off season, just uh, chime in, in in here for continuity's sake. So I'm going to go through all the matchups here. Uh, still doing some research, actually. I'll, I'll po- probably do well. I'll definitely do uh, the bulk of the research that I'm going to put in my Hanson's Hints article that'll be up on the site uh, tomorrow. I'll be doing, honestly, the bulk of the research right after I'm finished recording this podcast, but that's really putting all the injuries together and all that. I've definitely spent more time uh, on the matchups this week for the podcast than normal because, again, recording this on Friday morning. I will open up, though, with... What looks right now to be basically my, my prop of the week, my my favorite prop, really good week last week. If you were uh, listening and and subscribing, I guess uh, a, a couple of really obscure ones I absolutely loved. I'm pretty sure I covered them on the podcast last week. One of them was Khalil Shakir, uh, Durham Smythe was another one that I really liked, and of course my guy Greg Dorch. Uh, really love those matchups schematically. I know that's my buzzword for the year. I'm already annoying people with that word. Uh, I'll try and find something, uh, some alternatives, but uh, it's all about these data tools that we have built at fantasypoints.com. And it's really put me over the top. You know, since I, since we put them up, I don't know, I think it was week 10 or something. I'm not exactly sure what my, what my percentage is, but it's well over 60%. It's it's probably like 64%. Uh, I ended the season at 62 point something percent on Thursday night props, which is pretty good considering Thursday is a little tougher. Uh, really, really finished strong there, by the way, because it wasn't great mid-season. And again, it's all data. So I'm going to give you that prop of the week, which once again is a very data heavy, but not just data. Uh, so I'll go through the, all the games, but here at the top, I absolutely love this. And I absolutely love Drake London this year. Why? Because as we've outlined, if you followed it, when the matchup is good schematically, he gets it done. When it's not, he does it. Period. That's been the case all year long. For example, last year, last week, I listed and went with two Drake London props over the catch, over the yardage. The catch total was a little bit of a sweat job late in the game. Uh, he got it, but we got we got that yardage one quickly. So we are seeing a very good schematic matchup here for Drake London. Uh, it's a plus 13 on the 
cornerback matchup tool, which is a, a pretty high grade. So it's taken all the data with Drake London against all the covered shells, comparing it to the covered shells that he'll see against the New Orleans Saints. And it's a very positive outlook. No Marshawn Lattimore absolutely helps that as well. You know, I, I even went in, I looked deep into it here. Um, it, it's a, well, they play man, obviously, at 33% clip. And Drake London's actually crushing man uh, this year at 0.55 fantasy points per route run. That's a very good number. They also run cover two at a 18% clip here. So we're already over, we're at the 50% mark right now. And Drake London is on average getting 0.56 fantasy points per route run. Very, very good numbers here. It's an important game. It could be a little high scoring. Uh, Drake London has a very good uh, history and track record in this matchup. You know, we do have a total of 42.5, which isn't too bad. Uh, Drake London in his three games in the matchup, including one this year, is averaging 5.7 catches a game for 78 yards. That's a pretty good catch rate and yard per reception uh, correlation here. 68% catch rate teamed with a 13.8. Uh, YPR is pretty good. I know that we don't feel as confident about Drake London without his boy, Des Ritter. Th that's probably the problem, uh, but it's also probably keeping the number down. So I am going to go aggressively and confidently with Drake London. I'll go, well, over three and a half grabs. I see that on DraftKings. And then I actually pasted in here like the best one for yardage, which was on points bet. Uh, 50.5 but I, I absolutely feel good about the catch one at the very least and I, I don't know the the record but I feel like I'm about nine and one this year on Drake London prop so I would rank the reception one first and then that yardage one so there's that uh, I wanted to get that out of the way you know, I, I may change my mind by the time uh, in the next 30 hours in terms of my number one prop, but that one there for sure. Uh, Pittsburgh at Baltimore, as we go through all the matchups, I'll do my best to navigate the treacherous landscape, if you will. I do like the Steelers here. They're going to be wrestling a bunch of dudes, obviously, for the Baltimore Ravens, including uh, one Marlon Humphrey. Um, looks like a good schematic matchup for Pickens and Deontay. I actually like the Deontay prop over 38.5 receiving yards on FanDuel. I'm not a big Mason Rudolph person. I'm actually a little aggravated still, but that's personal because I lost uh, two Patty Fryermuth props two weeks ago because my man didn't even look at the dude. Uh, he did throw to the tight end last week, did Mason Rudolph. I actually like that prop too for him over 189.5 yards like you know this is last chance saloon for him like why are we even playing mason rudolph if we're not going to look to throw the ball and and get these receivers strength of the team although the running backs are great too as a duo but you know george pickens is rolling with mason rudolph making downfield plays and deontay's been okay as well uh like i said we got friar Muth involved so i, I pretty much full green light on all Steelers. Najee harris low key has been pretty damn good uh, not that we can do any back padding at all, uh, for the, I mean, he was on my list. He was definitely like, I had him, I gave him love, but I, I didn't really like, I don't feel like I pushed him a lot, but he was definitely on my list. 
uh, it's, I'm going to call it a push. It's definitely not an L, uh, but it it didn't get off to a good start. Plenty of time to break down the off season, by the way, because I think I'm going to change my approach a little bit in terms of preseason, uh, recommendations, but plenty of time to get to that. And then for the Ravens, I mean, it looks like Minka Fitzpatrick is going to play. Uh, so, you know, they're, they're still trying to win, obviously, in Pittsburgh. And uh, I, I think they have a slim uh, playoff hope still alive as well. So uh, may, maybe Minka plays. I guess he probably will. Uh, so I don't know who, if we could really trust anyone. But I will say I, I do like Charlie Kohler a lot. Wouldn't be surprised if he had, you know, three, four grabs 40, 50 yards uh, playing over Isaiah Likely. I'm sure Tyler Huntley will look for him. Uh, Big, big target in the middle of the field. We're just going to see a bunch of backup dudes for the Ravens and then Melvin Gordon likely uh, carrying the load there. So moving on to the next game here, Houston at Indy, you know, all full go here. Big game, playoff implications, uh, pretty fantasy-friendly uh, in, in some respects for especially the Houston Texans. Looks like it's a good matchup here for Stroud. He's He does well against zone. Generally speaking, they play a ton of zone. Nico Collins, you know, crossing routes and things like that uh, against that zone, looking pretty good. I, I do like, and I don't see a prop for it, but it doesn't look great for uh, Robert Woods. Don't know about Friday's practice, actually. Or, or actually, no, it's... Um, it's already in the book, so I don't think Robert Woods is, is playing in this game. Uh, Xavier Hutchinson uh, is pretty nice player here. Yeah, Bobby Trees was a DMP all week. Forget it. Uh, and Noah Brown is out as well. So there's your sleeper. But, I, again, I don't know if we'll find a prop for Xavier Hutchinson, but I like it, whatever it is. It'll probably be about 18 yards. I would absolutely go over for Xavier Hutchinson. I also do think uh, Dalton Schultz will do very well in this game. Again, they play a lot of of zone. He'll find those soft spots. Not the best matchup on paper here, data-wise, for Minshew, but it is for Pittman. And it again, I I don't want to go crazy on this one because I've lost it more than I've won it, but I have won it. Uh, My guy, Alec Pierce, who's got an amazing schematic matchup. Uh, He did well in the uh, first game. Uh, he can make some big plays off of play action here, things like that. Uh, so I actually do like his prop. I'll, I'll call that up over 28.5. But I would understand if you don't play it. I'm going to put my record on the line for it because I do think he'll get uh, several downfield looks. It's way easier uh, to throw on the Houston Texans, believe it or not, than it is to run. Uh, I, I put my middle son through college recommending running backs against the Houston Texans about, I don't know, eight, 10 years ago. But all of a sudden, yeah, they're 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 pretty tight. Uh, so I do like that one there for Pierce, and Pittman will get his. Uh, also, Devin Singletary, I, I like the receiving prop here. You know, Fan, FanDuel's got it at 12.5. Over 12.5 would be my play, of course. Um, I only take overs. Uh Points bet, though, is uh, 10.5. You know, you look at the numbers, and, you know, that that scheme lends itself uh, to surrendering the checkdowns. Not like Damian Pierce is catching anything. All, the only other game in town, really, is Dare Agumbawale, and he, he's not – I mean, he's getting a handful of snaps. They're giving up seven catches a game uh, to running backs. Now, granted, in the last four, 
granted, he, he only caught one ball for 10, uh, but that was way back in early September when he was a, a complete non-factor. He only had five touches in the game. Yet, I mean, he still would have almost hit this prop uh, at over uh, 10 and a half. So definitely like that one a lot. And uh, Johnny Taylor, I thought, looked very good, but that's a tough matchup. And perhaps, as our guy Adam Kaplan pointed out, you know, coming back from this thumb injury may have maybe precluding him from doing much in the passing game because it's a little weird how he hasn't done that. Uh, so keep that in mind uh, when you're looking at Johnny Taylor for for props or DFS. Next game up is the Tampa Bay Bucks at the Carolina Panthers. Baker uh, been practicing. Good matchup data-wise for him. Evans has crushed them, looking good. Godwin, yes. Uh, Trey Palmer. We have a bunch of low-end guys with really good schematic matchups, and I'm, I'm covering them here. Trey Palmer's definitely one of them. I mean, I don't know if we do anything with it. Uh, it's a little hard to count on, uh, but, hey, Baker's playing well. It's We're looking good here for Tampa. Rashad White snubbed with the pro ball. Uh, I liked his... I, you know, his role in the passing games dried up a little bit. Uh, the total was three and a half catches, which I liked, which tells me the dude's catching three uh, and four is definitely in play. Uh, but it hasn't been wonderful. Uh, speaking of not being wonderful, that would be the Carolina Panthers. Uh, boy, Bryce Young is all over the map here. Was pretty good two weeks ago, really bad last week. And it doesn't look like a great schematic matchup for, for anyone no Jonathan Mingo, you know, Thielen, if you need him for another five, six grabs, they're, they're going to get uh, Carlton Davis back at corner as well, I believe. Uh, so, no, let's not use any Panthers. Can we just end the season on the Carolina Panthers? I say, yes, we can. Uh, moving on, uh, Cleveland at Cincinnati, and Cleveland is certainly – Good luck is what I say. I mean, Pierre Strong probably going to lead the way. I mean, he's the third running back. They only have, I think, John Kelly on the practice squad. You know, uh, maybe Cedric Tillman, but I, I really wouldn't want to touch the uh, Cleveland Browns. Uh, it, it is pretty darn amazing uh, who they are rolling with here at quarterback. Uh, out of nowhere, uh, Jeffy Driscoll in a revenge game, no less who was just signed. So no, we're, we're not going to go there, but we will, we will absolutely feel good about the Bengals Browning. Hey, he's out producing Patty Mahomes down the stretch. Good system, kind of a plug and play thing here. Uh, and a good data wise schematic matchup for him and chase drew sample. If you can find a prop, it will catch two balls for over, 13 yards uh if you can find one i haven't been able to uh not looking good for t higgins here i i do wonder if they'd be inclined to take a little bit longer of a look on uh chase brown uh although joe mixon is actually under contract uh next year very low-key damn good year for joe mixon uh minnesota vikings at detroit lions I, I think the lions are going to you know play to win they could still get the two seed uh they want to end the season, get that loss, a taste of that out of the mouth, and kill the Minnesota Vikings, the division opponent, of course, and their season as well, officially. Uh, so I, I think we're pretty good. I think we look at it like 80% maybe of the Lion players. So I'll take 80% of Goff and all the running backs and Amon Ra and Laporta, 
I'll take 80% of those over, over the field, generally speaking. And uh, Nicky Mullins uh, getting the nod here. I, I don't think we're pulling Nick Mullins unless he throws like four picks. So we should be in pretty good shape. He'll put up yardage. He did in the matchup a little while ago, just a couple weeks ago. And, uh, you know, Justin Jefferson looking good uh, to, to get it done. Um, he got this uh, matchup Christmas Eve. It was just last week. Duh. Uh, six grabs for a buck 41 and a touch. Um, and Addison, now he had a quiet game, but he left the game with that ankle injury. So with Hawkinson out, I, I do like Addison. And boy, uh, KJ Osborne was a no-show last week. So I, I can't <laughs> I can't do that. Um, yeah, no other props there. Moving on to the Jets and the Patriots. Eh, you know, Bill Belichick, first of all, he's looking to get a win here uh, to inch one win closer to the all-time record uh, and to end his, potentially end his tenure with the Patriots with a dub against a team that he was a head coach for for about, I don't know, 38 hours. But um, maybe we're going to take away Garrett Wilson the running game run defense has been excellent anyway. So, you know, tougher spot for sure. Uh, we should still, though, get some more Tyler Conklin love. The other three, four grabs, I, I would go definitely over two and a half if you could find that. Uh, but I'd probably go, I'd probably go three and a half too, because again, the Belichick Wilson factor, you know, as, as pointed out on the live stream on Thursday, you know, you don't necessarily have to scheme to take away. Brees Hall. Uh, so that's why you usually take away the receiving threat, and that would be Wilson, of course. So it's going to be a tough spot for Garrett Wilson. Bailey Zappi hanging in there. I don't necessarily trust anyone or him in the matchup, though, with a tougher matchup. You know, uh, Pop Douglas, maybe. I bet you Parker makes a play or two because he is talented, but can't can't trust him. Derek, or uh, not Derek, uh, Hunter Henry is still iffy, so I look elsewhere. Uh, and that's it for that one. Atlanta at New Orleans. We did talk at the top of the podcast about Drake London. It's also a good schematic matchup here for Taylor Heineke. Um, not as great for the tight end. So that's why I feel pretty strongly about Ritter. I mean, I give up on analysis on Bijan Robinson. Make sure you check out my Twitter feed. If you missed the uh, song I wrote, uh, to the tune of, uh, Mrs. Robinson. I mean, it just kind of, I've been kind of humming it in my head for a while. Um, here's to you, B. John Robinson. And then it just flowed. I'm a songwriter. It's what I do. Uh, so check that out on uh, my Twitter feed, fantasy underscore guru. Now, I, I only spent about 40 minutes on it, but I, I thought it was pretty good. Uh, a lot of inside jokes there. I could have done, I could tweak it just a little bit more, which I may. Anyways, um, so again, I, I can I retire from analyzing B. John Robinson? It's just one more game. Four quarters of football. I mean, I'd be definitely over 65% on all props if I ignored Bijan Robinson props because I think I'm like 1 and 12 on Bijan Robinson props. I mean, it's not that bad, but it's bad. Uh, you cannot predict this, man. No rhyme or reason to the role. Uh, for the Saints, I haven't seen anything on Alvin Kamara. I'm just not sure if you feel good about starting. Kamara in the finale who is really limping across that finish line uh let's see here if he practiced still don't have it but he was a DMP uh pretty much all week I mean that I I would view him as a like a desperation play 
basically, it's not the best matchup either. Uh, Falcons giving up the second fewest fantasy points per game to running backs. Uh, he did have a pretty good game against them just about maybe a month ago. 15 carries for 69, 4 for 50. Didn't score, though, and he, now he's not 100%. So I'm not feeling it. Alave should be fine. DJ Moore did crush AJ Terrell last week. Don't trust Rashid Shahid. He only had two grabs for nine on five targets in late November in this matchup. Uh, Falcon D, though, generous against tight ends. So Jawan Johnson. Uh, love Juwan Johnson last week. Uh, gave, played the prop. Wish I gave him a little bit more love, but it's it's tough to trust Derek Carr. Uh, medium schematic matchup for for uh, Derek Carr, by the way, uh, for what it's worth. And then those two Drake London props I loved. Over three and a half grabs and then over 50.5 receiving yards. Jaguars at Titans. Looks like we're good with Lawrence, and we'll see about Christian Kirk. I mean, that would certainly help help Lawrence. I, you know, that would probably be a long shot. Not the greatest schematic matchup for Ridley. It's okay, though. Ingram, you're rolling with, and I think you're rolling with Ridley as well. Although Tennessee's D, they, they are still playing hard. Um, I think we're going to see Will Levis out there. It's a decent, decent matchup for D-Hop. Pretty good for Chiggy. And not the greatest for uh, Traylon Burks. Uh, D-Hop. I guess he'll see a lot of Campbell there if we look at the schematic or the alignment numbers, which I will right now. I think we're going to see a lot of, yeah, Tyson Campbell. Thing is, though, you know, Tyson Campbell was like an eraser last year, but not this year. He's been hurt a little bit, but he's been giving up production. I could see D-Hop ending the season on a fairly high note, you know, five, six grabs, something like that. Although last week, you know, the quarterback continuity or lack thereof is really hurting them because Levis got hurt and then like Tannehill was not good. Things just kind of unraveled for them offensively. Uh, And credit to Houston D2 as well. Seattle at Arizona. I mean, we're looking great uh, for Seattle. Everyone has a pretty good schematic matchup. Geno, DK, Lockett. I know there's some angles with the data that it could be more of a Lockett game. But, you know, it's also a plus matchup schematically for DK. So I, I and, and individually great matchup. I mean, he's going to see a lot of Starling Thomas, uh, which has been a pretty damn good, fruitful matchup uh, this year. So Gino's looking good. He's hanging in there. Uh, Kyler Murray, uh, we loved him last week. He came through. We had him way up there, like QB5. Not the best schematic matchup for him, though. I think it'll be a little bit of a struggle. And it's actually not great for Dorch, but should be a Trey McBride game. Get ready for Trey McBride to do some damage. And and maybe Michael Wilson, who has a uh, positive schematic matchup. Um, and then James Conner has just been incredible. You don't need me to tell you anything about him. Uh, Chicago Bears at the Green Bay Packers. Luckily, we're, we're still playing full go basically especially for green bay uh jordan love not the greatest matchup but it's a pretty good matchup for all the receivers so you know he should be fine as he normally is i don't know about luke musgrave as i record this on friday afternoon but if he's ruled out again i definitely like uh, tucker craft to get another four to five grabs i wish i could tell you about my guy uh bo melton uh if he's gonna play or not but I'm just not sure because Christian Watson 
actually has a chance uh, to play. They've been kind of ramping him up, and he's did did some work this week. So they, they have kind of an embarrassment of riches at receiver, which of course bodes well for Jordan Love, and uh, already in the early lead for what it's worth to be like my number one quarterback target next year. Because I, I bet you he'll be like QB seven, eight, maybe even lower, uh, and that will be a good value uh, for the Bears. You know, uh, I would not use Cole Komet. He only played like 15 snaps last week. Uh, another deep sleeper schematically would be Tyler Scott, the rookie. I don't think Darnell Mooney is playing again. Uh, DJ Moore, not not the greatest matchup, but you're rolling with him for sure. And you're rolling with Fields, who's been pretty good uh, for fantasy, at least. No no question about it. Aaron Jones, a little dinged up, still, but he, he should go, and he has looked good. Also, uh, Dylan is uh, banged up too. KC Chiefs at the Chargers. I mean, this is uh, an avoid game if at all possible with the Chiefs resting all their key guys. I will say, if Josh Palmer is cleared to go out of the protocol, I absolutely like him with a good schematic matchup and the Chiefs playing for nothing. And no one else here of note stepping up for East and Stick. And God, we can we could just end the torture that has been Austin Eckler's season. Uh, looking forward to that. Denver Broncos at the Las Vegas Raiders. Broncos going to be healthier at receiver. We're going to get Cortland Sutton back. So, you know, not the greatest schematic matchup. Raiders are pretty stingy, uh, pretty zone heavy. But, you know, Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, you know, you could do worse, certainly. Russ, uh, not Russ, um, Stidham, you could you could do worse. I, I'd say he's closely Jared Stardom as opposed to Jared Sidham. Uh, and and in part, because I, I I like the Raiders to do some damage here. Now, I don't know about Devontae Adams. He'll probably see shadow coverage from Patrick Sertan, but we, we do have it data-wise as a good matchup for O'Connell. Um, Trey Tucker was another one of those long-shot um, schematic guys um, that the, the data looks good at for. And, you know, with... Uh, Sertan on perhaps shadow covering Devante. They could use, they might need him, the rookie Tucker who can run a little bit because uh, Michael Mayer isn't going to play. Uh, so it's really Jacoby Myers. Uh, but I do kind of like O'Connell here uh, to to have a solid day. And then, hey, Zamir White, keep rolling with that. Um, getting the volume and Josh Jacobs is not going to play. Philadelphia Eagles at the Giants. I, I'm a little worried about Philly, but you know, they're going to play to win. I don't know if they push the envelope in the second half. Like, what if the Dallas game is completely a foregone conclusion, which it should be? I mean, I do worry that they could pull maybe Hurts and Skinny Batman's not going to play. Uh, but it is a good matchup data wise for AJ Brown. They play a lot of man. Uh, same for Goddard. I actually like Julio Jones if you are that desperate because again. Not looking good for Devontae Smith. I do like all the props for the giant receivers. You know, Tyrod should be pretty good shape. He did well off the bench in this matchup two weeks ago. Uh, hit Slayton for that 60-yard bomb, which, which could be happening here with Jalen Hyatt. Only takes one play with that kid. Uh, Waller's looking pretty good, showing serious signs of life. And also Wandale and, and Slayton. I mean, they're honestly, they're all kind of looking better than usual. And even Saquon Barkley, 
who I remember writing about two weeks ago saying, yeah, I know he was terrible last week, but he's been a little bit of an ego killer. And he got him uh, for a touchdown and a pretty good day. So I, I mean, as amazing as it sounds, it's kind of, for me, I'm using all my Giants here uh, with plenty to play for, for in terms of pride and uh, showing well at home against the divisional rival. That will probably be a decent way to end the season if they could surprise with a win. I actually almost picked them. Uh, to win the game, but I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to do that because uh, Philly technically still has something to play for. Well, as we move on here, the Rams don't have much to play for, and and really neither do the Niners. Um, so it's a problem. I I feel like the Niners are going to play some guys, but for how long? Not much. I mean, are you going to take two quarters of Debo over four quarters of Darius Slayton? That's a tough call. I, Probably would be cautious, uh, except for like Jordan Mason, uh, who could be the best play for the Niners. We'll see a lot of Juwan Jennings, but yeah, it's it's a little scary here. I, I do think they want to get some momentum and all that, but let, let's be smart about it too because they've locked up that number one seed. And then the Rams are obviously starting Carson Wentz, so good luck there. Other than Demarcus Robinson, Tyler Higby won't play. I guess it'll be Ronnie Rivers, maybe a little Royce Freeman. Do they make Zach Evans relevant in the finale? Who knows? Uh, but, yeah, not a great game for fantasy. Cowboys, Commanders, you know, there's rumblings in D.C. that they're going to sit some veteran guys here. And, you know, it makes sense because they're currently sitting with the second pick of the draft. Why would you want to even risk it? So I think Dallas will be able to do whatever the hell they want uh, and cruise to an early victory. That They could be up 30 nothing at the half with guys like Lamb and Ferguson and Pollard getting it done, finally. And then I don't know what we do with D.C. because Sam Howell could be thrown to the wolves here if they're going to be without some dudes here like Curtis Samuel, who's a little bit banged up. So uh, can we avoid D.C.? I'd like to. Uh, And then last but not least, Buffalo at Miami. Both teams have something to play for. Pretty good schematic matchup for a lot of the Bills here. Um, especially Gabe Davis, although by alignment numbers, they'll see a lot of Ramsey. But do they travel Ramsey at all? They haven't done that. Diggs hasn't really shown worthy of it. But, you know, Gabe also moves around too. So, you know, I wouldn't be shocked if Gabe did well. Uh, This does look like a Gabe game. Pretty good schematic for Diggs as well and Shakir. So it should be a pretty solid day for uh, Josh Allen. Not great. Matchup data-wise for Kincaid. He did show signs of life last week. We're probably using him. Uh, Waddle has a chance to play, apparently, after doing some work on Friday. I still really like uh, Durham Smythe. If I could find a Durham Smythe prop, I'm playing it. Uh, Not expecting the world from Tua. He hasn't done much in this matchup. Looks like we're going to get Von Miller. But, you know, certainly Tua is one of your top 14 options here for a very weird week. And I did go with a khalil shakir prop of over 2.5 grabs that is right at 30 minutes 31 minutes my quick look at week 18 remember i did this at friday uh, so the shelf life of the saturday games isn't great but hopefully you can consume the pod but we did get it in the books we did wrap it up we want to you know finish strong and not be a lazy lima bean and and sit out week 18 and we'll be back next week for a Wild card round edition of Hanson's Hints here at fantasypoints.com.
thanks for tuning in to this edition of the Fantasy Points Podcast. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite platform. And come join the roster at FantasyPoints.com. Yeah.